This is Jacob Wayne, and a returning, as usual, champion is the supple, sweet Kellen Gibbons. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How about you? Doing okay. Um, I've been b- busy working on a pet portrait all day, so I am a little brain dead. We'll see how this episode goes as far as content goes. <laughs> what is it? Is it a doggy or a kitty? Or... It's a pupper. They're usually nice. puppers. It does, um, does seem to be the bulk. Yeah, which I, for anybody listening, if you got an unusual breed of dog or an unusual pet, send them in because it would be nice to kind of switch it up. Like, you get a lot of collies and... Mm, yeah, it's a lot of... Yeah, border collies are like... Uh, see, this is how brain dead I am when I'm done painting. <laughs> Golden Retrievers... What's the one, Black Lab or Golden Lab? Yeah. Those seem to be the main ones. And it's like, give me a pug or like a poodle. Like, poodle would be interesting because then it would be like a different brushstroke technique. I'm I'm surprised because Labradoodles, like everybody's got a Labradoodle now. And would, I'm like, I want one. Bring them in. For real. So, yeah, got done doing that. Uh, what are you sipping on this evening, sir? Well, wait. We got to do the countdown. Haven't opened it yet. All righty. Three, two, one. <laughs> there it is. Mm. What you well, sipping on? We'll see. This is called the FMU. I don't know what it stands for. I have a guess. FMU, maybe. Yeah. What does that mean? But it Fuck is a. Fuck me up. That's what I was assuming, because it's a double. It's a double IPA from Moab Brewing, coming in at nine point six percent. So yeah, that is the intention, I guess. Bundle my unis. Forget mine underwear. Yeah, I am sipping on a Polliner Nuchen, a Polliner Salvatore Double Bock. I think they brew it in Germany, but I'm not totally sure. Yeah. That's a... I think I know that one. Do you know the history? No. I'm going to go ahead and read this real quick. Quality and heritage brewed with uncompromising standards that strictly adhere to the Reinheitsgebot using only four ingredients, water, hops, yeast, and malt, for nearly 400 years. I was reading an article 
about these particular monks. And oh, yeah? I keep wanting to call them the Doppelbach mon- monks, but that is incorrect. I will try to find it real quick while I'm talking about them, but they are basically monks that would go on a 40-some-odd-day diet of just beer for Lent. They felt like the being on a purely liquid diet would purify their souls, so they would brew Doppelbach beers, and this polliner, huh. um, Salvatore Doppelbach, is apparently as close to that initial recipe as you can get, which makes sense with the simplistic four ingredients. Yeah. So there was this one guy on menshealth.com, I think. He tried the diet out, and... He lost 25.5 pounds on it. Now, mm. clearly, I'm not going to be drinking this just for 40 days straight, and that's it. Like, I love food too much. But with this recent diet thing where I'm, like, not eating on Wednesdays, I kind of like, I could do one more day where it's, like, it's a day that we're maybe chilling and I want to drink and stuff. Maybe I don't eat as much, and then I just try this, like, monk beer. So yeah. that's kind of what I've been trying out. That's interesting. Yeah, was it Trappist monks? Because they're the ones that are still mm. brewing beers, and they do the same thing. They're not it in does. Germany. They might be. There so. might be some in Germany, but they're all over Belgium and stuff. And you could still, you know, get Trappist monk beers, and they're the oh, same thing. It's, you know, it's the Polliner monks. Oh, that. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. That's why it's in the name. So yeah. So that's it's just a different, you know monastery but it's the same idea and yeah it makes sense that down in germany they it would be the more doppelbach style and the other ones it's just the, we call it just the belgian style now but it, mm-hmm. it come, came from the monks and pretty much the same thing I, I don't they didn't have the purity law like germany did but they didn't mm-hmm. basically use the same ingredients interesting yeah. so yeah the i know a little bit about the whole purity law thing but uh there's cool. plenty of tasty beers that do not follow it. Like I had one, it was a black rice beer that was really tasty. Mm. Kind of interesting. You know what the what else is a double bock? You probably did know this, but I didn't know. Devastator. Yep. Yep. I didn't know. I was literally at this uh, Wilbur's here in Fort Collins, and I was like, I kind of want to try this uh, double bock doppelbock thing, and. I'm not really sure what to get. Like, what do you think a really good one is? And then the dude's like, oh, uh, give, give me a second. He reaches down and gets Devastator. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> I drink these all the time. I just didn't register that it was a double block. I just read Devastator, giggle at the image that used to be on there. And yep. I'm like, <laughs> just, just drink it. <laughs> so... And then, yeah, I came across these. It's like, oh, the store does have this. So got the Polinair Salvatore as well. Usually, I think I would like that one more. It's just like a different, you know, it's just different from those old school breweries. I don't know what it is. So Between I, the two, I think it is smoother for sure. Um, yeah. Devastator. I wonder if it's like the plum that's in it. But it does have a particular sort of flavor going on in it where brown gravy. You got sick on it. I could see it being like, I don't want to have that again. Like old sloppy joes. <laughs> I made them extra sloppy for years. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, 
I will I will add that before moving on that I'll give Mormons a hint if they want to recruit, which they clearly do. They should just make beer cool. I know that's like yeah. going against the word of God or whatever, but I was thinking the other day when I was talking to a buddy, I was like, you know, these churches where like the monk or like the priest or whatever can get drunk and you know, he has to wait till he gets married, but he can get laid. Like that makes the Christian thing go down way smoother. Indeed. But if you're like, you can't drink, you can't have sex ever. Then I'm like, that's kind of creepy. Weird. Lame. Yeah. So, you know, you could come up with your whole like purity law about it. Like it has to be a Paul Inner or some shit, but <laughs> yeah, it's just, it makes the whole religion thing go down way smoother. But then again, why am I giving you advice? <laughs> yeah, the, I think Mormons can, you can just go ahead and end it. I think you they're just, just gonna. Go I think they're like, okay, we're fine. We're not a church. We're a business. You caught us. Sorry, that's fam, gonna happen. But yeah, you can just go ahead and leave. Hang it up. You'll be done. Yeah, we're just gonna just gonna switch to a conglomerate. Start selling washing machines and stuff. Yeah, like keep the business open. It seems like it's a very successful business. So, you know, you paid in. It's like a workers' union almost. Like, yeah, yeah. just unionize. For real. So they got like gets Doc, a Section 738 up in Joyce. Got the Mormons out in Utah. <laughs> there you go. But with that, you weren't in Utah this last recent little bit. Where did you go? Oh, made a little trip out to OKC to see the lady friend. All right. And uh, yeah, quite the town, old OKC. Yeah, well, I was uh, thinking today, because I had to do the painting and everything, there was a couple of articles I wanted to get into that we'll get into in a future episode, but I was like, you know, I consider myself a patriot and a person who loves this country and all it has to offer, and I have a map of the U.S. in my room, and I like to just look at it and think about the different states, and so I thought... Why not get into Oklahoma a bit today? It's a it's a spot I don't know that much about. So yeah. I brought up 15 things you might not know about Oklahoma. But I figured you and I could go back and forth. You could tell me some of your favorite things about Oklahoma now that you visited a few times. Okay. And then I can just drop some knowledge on the people. Let's get let's go Oklahoma. Okay. Um, you go first, because I'm going to look up one other thing. Let's see. So top, like, five things I like about Oklahoma. Yeah. No well, particular order. Okay, good. Uh, well, so the, the first thing that I just get out there, any, it's not just Oklahoma, though. Just any time I get out that way, I'm just like, it's flat out here. For real. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so crazy it's so annoying like the sun sets it's just like you it's in your eye no matter what if you're looking that way at all like that's you i never realized how nice mountains are for that they're like oh yeah man nice they're little, great for directions yeah it's all that oh yeah i'm keeping direction for sure it's just yeah everything 
I like mountains. That's the one. So <laughs> that's uh, yeah. so I guess that's not a good like thing I like about Oklahoma. It's a thing I'm. It's, it's kind of weird when I go out there. In a way, it's kind of nice though. It's kind of it's a change up. So it's unique for sure. That's the thing I like about being here in Colorado. Is that you have these crazy mountains to one side, and then it's just flat on the other side. Uh huh. So, in particular, when you go to a spot like uh, Red Rocks venue, yeah, you'll be watching a show. When I saw Nine Inch Nails there, you kind of feel like you're tucked into the beginnings of the mountains, and then you just mm-hmm. look out over the stage if you're high enough in the seating. And it just goes flat and just keeps going. Yeah. And you're, and you're just looking into Kansas, basically. Yeah, it's and cool. Yeah, it, it is interesting. Just that, I guess, the Dust Bowl, if you will. Yep, indeed. Um, so I'll go ahead and say that Oklahoma's official state meal, as set forth in 1988 by House Concurrent Resolution 1083, is black-eyed peas... Chicken fried steak, okra, squash, corn on the cob, cornbread, barbecue pork, biscuits, sausage and gravy, grits, strawberries, and pecan pie. My God, I would die. It does sound delicious. That's a lot of food. I didn't know you could claim a whole bunch of them, though. Yeah, I guess it's a big meal, but, but, but dang. Yeah, that's a lot of food to be claiming. And I bet a lot of the South would, uh, have some black eyed peas and all that stuff. That's going to get sure claimed like, all hey. over. <laughs> you pick one, all right? Yeah. Like in Carolina, it's like probably like barbecue pork. Yeah. Like it's so good there. We have funeral potatoes. That's it. That's what you get. Or olives and jello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was, speaking of which, that's, this is a Utah thing. What was the worst? ingredient you've ever had in that jello casserole i've actually never had any that were bad my grandma always made it really good they had one that had marshmallows shredded carrot which is kind of weird but you can get by that's my grandma did that one and i liked it they actually put onions in it that's out. That that would be right what out. What the fuck is wrong with you? I would have put that on my list if that ever happened to me. I would have said that. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Yeah. But anyway, we're talking about Oklahoma, so hit me with uh, your next one. Hmm. Well, uh, I again, this I don't know how specific this is to Oklahoma, but just driving around the city, you know, we were like pretty close to downtown. Uh, this last time we kind of just were out driving more than we have been kind of been mm-hmm. freeway destination, you know, back on the freeway back to Norman, which is a little bit outside of OKC, but mm-hmm. we, we spent a little more time like downtown, downtown trying to find a uh, coffee shop and just driving around. It's really, really just interesting They're, like every block is totally new and different. All there's these really old buildings lots of new buildings it's just the rich and the poor the old and the new everything is just jammed in all tight downtown so Mm. we we got coffee at this like asian bakery that also had a little coffee shop and you wouldn't even know it was a coffee shop unless we found it on google maps and it, it took us in and 
so there was somebody in front of us like pulling up to order or we might not have even like noticed <laughs> like where to order yeah. like it was good coffee just had to go find Hell it yeah. so it's cool stuff like that kind of just being in a big city is that like that is so different for me that's like one of the the 25th biggest city in the country so it's just huge yeah. all, more more and more stuff all the time there you go um fact number two is that clay bennett the he might not be the owner anymore but he owns the oklahoma city thunder and he oh. stole that team from seattle which used to be the seattle supersonics they used to be owned by Howard Schultz, who is the Starbucks chairman and CEO. And he sold the basketball team to Clay Bennett. And Schultz ended up accusing Bennett of misrepresenting himself. Because he had some kind of guarantee that he was going to keep the Supersonics in Seattle. And oh. he lied and moved him to OKC. So, as a fan of Boo. Seattle sports, because I lived there in five years, four or five years... Uh, fuck the OKC Thunder. Yeah, yeah, there I said it. That's not cool. Give them back. Yep. But that's not Oklahoma's fault. Nope. That's Clay Bennett's fault. And that's, we'll get into Texas in a little bit here, but we got to remember to place the blame on the right areas and not generalize. So, indeed. If you're in OKC, I understand you liking the Thunder, but give us our team back. <laughs> That's Seattle's team. Or, you know, NBA, just give us a team and we'll call it good. You can keep your team. There you go. Uh, what What's something else? Hmm, let's see. The food is off the hook, which, being in that kind of city, you kind of expect there's going to be a, a ton of food, so some of it's going to be good. Sure. But we've just had nothing but but tastiness. The main thing I'm always looking forward to when I go out there now is ramen. Found a really Ooh. sweet ramen place. It's like Japanese ramen? Yeah. Big nice. old chunk of pork belly. I've, I've finally yeah. found like a way I like eggs. Those ramen eggs is tasty. Yeah, so. man. When I uh, lived in China, that was the given my Mandarin is not great. So that was part of it, but I would always like order La Romienne and mm -hmm. it's just spicy. Like, and then it would just be a thing. It would either be a duck leg or like a thing of pork and some noodles, spicy noodles with pork in it or a Chu Romien, Chu Rose pork meat. Basically. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's, it's real good. We usually just, I think we just get like the miso base. So it's not too spicy, but, there you go. Good I stuff. talked about my diet earlier. And the day after I don't eat anything, I'm still like try to ease in. So I've made it a soup day. I'm going to try to get back into soups more. There you go. That includes all these ramens and pho and stuff like that. But it's been nice. Yeah. Man, I still dream about that uh, soup you and me went and got up, up Seattle way. Ooh. That was good. Out of my memory, which one are we talking about? The beef noodle. Oh, oh man. Yep. Little Uncle. Yep. It's not there anymore, I don't think. Great family ran that restaurant. Um, they're doing like 
PK, one of the owners, she does like woodworking construction now. Huh. She's just a total badass. Nice. Just like, oh, you just made incredible food. I'm like, nah, I'm going to go do this awesome thing. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Oh, man. It is sad that food's not around, but at least we got to get it. <laughs> Absolutely. I took everybody I could. Um, speaking of food, in Oklahoma, uh, the shopping cart was invented there. Sylvan Goldman, owner of the Piggly Wiggly supermarket chain in Oklahoma City, oh. conceived of the folding basket carrier in 1937 after brainstorming ways for customers to carry their groceries. There you go. Yeah. Seems Got like a, one. a thing that would have just Piggly happened. Wiggly? No, like the shopping cart. Seems like oh. it. I don't know, but sure. Cool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> he was the first one to do it. At the Piggly Wiggly. I still have never been to a Piggly Wiggly. Probably had a wagon cover over the top. Like a little bass it was in all made out of wood. <laughs> yeah. You can put your groceries right in here, ma'am. <laughs> Stuff them in. Ugh. Oh yeah, another thing. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Well, uh it is certainly seems to be not like a crazy one, but a pretty decent beer city. Uh, the yeah. last, this last time we went to this liquor store, just, I think it was like the closest one. And the beer selection was like quite pretty decent. Like almost as, you know, not quite as lengthy as Wilbur's, but pretty, mm-hmm. pretty dang good. I was impressed. And they had some good stuff, like cool, weird stuff. From they had a lot of Colorado stuff, had a some cool Oklahoma beers. Um, I did go buy a brewery, but we didn't go in, unfortunately. Yeah, that's too bad. Well, you can save all that beer traveling for Colorado, I think. Indeed, that's kind of owned here. I think we're pretty proud of the beer. Yep, <laughs> I'm still learning how to be a Coloradan. I don't even know if that's what I'm supposed to be. Call a but, rad uh, dude. Call a rad dude, man. <laughs> um, well, the state flower is the mistletoe. Ooh. Getting frisky. Yeah. That's interesting. Indeed. I wonder why they picked that one. I wonder if it still had like that reputation. Hmm. Or it turned into the slut flower. <laughs> it used and to don't be. Don't worry, a... that's gender neutral term. <laughs> Boys and girls and astral gendered people can be sluts. We're, we we're all sluts sometimes. I mean, it used to be a reputable flower till it moved to Oklahoma. Yes, <laughs> then it became the slut flower. Oh, um, nice. I'll go hit you with another one real quick. Yeah. At around 200, Oklahoma has more man-made lakes than any other state. Oh, damn. I think I went to one of those, and I was oh, really? going to mention that. Yeah, not this trip, but the last trip I was out there. We went to Thunderhead Lake or something. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, I think it's one of the closest ones to Oklahoma City, but... It's huge. It was, they had big houseboats out there. It was it was enormous. We drove around it for like a while. There's several different like campsites. It's it's massive. 
it was cool i it, cool. and totally you know it's kind of weird because like up here in the mountain country when you drive to a big lake you like drive to it and you see it and then you go down the mountain to it <laughs> here it's just like you're hmm. driving along and all of a sudden it's just like whoa that's a big lake <laughs> just, shit. out of nowhere <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah it was sweet i wonder when they started making those yeah because there was that that whole dust bowl thing kind of during the great depression more just stuff there's that crazy drought i wonder if they like we're gonna make some lakes yeah Fuck that shit. We're, not, <laughs> we're not having that go down again or maybe you know maybe it was before i don't know yeah that's interesting that's a fact i don't know how i would have ever known sure so cool to know <laughs> i'll hit you with kind of the remaining interesting ones cool uh back in the old days we're talking like Triassic old. That's the writing of this website. Whoa. Uh, Oklahoma was located near the equator. Huh? So that's interesting. And Oklahoma serves as headquarters for 39 American Indian tribes, which is pretty cool. Whoa. Um, I would also like to recommend that we've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, one thing that's very tragic in history that I never learned about till recently was the Tulsa massacre. And that was black wall street that was in Tulsa. And Mm -hmm. basically they came in and massacred people because this country has a lot of fucking racist shit that happened. (laughs) Yeah. To put it simply, but they're going to be doing a Greenwood rising museum that's coming to Tulsa to tell the history of Black Wall Street before and after the 1921 Tulsa Race Massacre. That's cool. Yeah, so it doesn't have to completely linger on that tragic event. You can learn about how cool that all was, and I I think it's fascinating. So yeah, that is definitely something I think about when I think about Oklahoma now. Yeah, but to lighten it up a little, get you one more time. Here's some silly Oklahoma City names. And we'll do this with other states if we do this in the future. Um, there's a town called Loco. Ooh. Cookie, t- Cookie Town. <laughs> I'll take you there. Bushy Head. I'll take huh? you there. <laughs> Corn. That's with a C, huh. not the band. Moon. 41. Huh? And IXL. Uh, moon is kind of cool. We're kind of cool to live in Moon. I live in Moon, Oklahoma. <laughs> I live on the I moon. live in Cookie Town. <laughs> I just I'd be embarrassed. Yeah, that's that's a little ridiculous. That's that's pretty awesome. I just think no, I live in Tulsa. It ends yeah. up not being anywhere even near there. <laughs> But yeah, so um, anything else that you'd uh, like to mention about Oklahoma before we move on? Well, just one kind of interesting note that's a kind of ironic. Um, you mentioned the tribes. They invented the iron there. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you mentioned all the tribes that are uh, mm-hmm. have headquarters there. Uh, so 
my lady friend is actually getting the the COVID vaccine from the Chicksaw Nation, I think. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so is it Chicksaw or Chickasaw? I never really knew for sure. I think I think it, there is a little uh in there, but mm, okay, yeah. So it's just kind of funny that uh, you know, a Native American tribe can they're like she's getting the vaccine from them because she can't get it from the government, but they're yeah. they're they're opening it to all educators, even who aren't on the reservation. So yeah, oh, it's awesome. And a little bit ironic, so. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, another very reasonable thing being done by an American Indian tribe, and America's fucking up. Yep. <laughs> so. And then uh, I do got one more thing about okay. Oklahoma in general. Sure. Uh, this last trip, we went to the uh, United States Banjo Museum. So uh, I yes, got to yes. shout that place out. And I, of course, I've. I'm going to geek out like crazy over it. <laughs> they mm. had so many banjos, as, as you would expect, but like, seriously, a staggering amount of banjos. Uh, they had like really cool, like, uh, Earl Scruggs, one of his banjos was like one of the first ones in there. And they had all the way back to old, handmade, you know, before it was even an instrument, you know, like made out mm-hmm. of gourds and stuff. Sticks and gourds with string. Hmm. When was the first like official banjo? Oh, it's old. It's it's super old. They were they. It's like based on like kind of an instrument that came from Africa. Okay. So it's it's ancient. Um, these like in the you know nineteen twenties was like the biggest the first big wave of like jazz banjos. So that was, mm-hmm. they had a ton of those, and they're just like amazing works of art. Intricate fretboards and headstocks, and the resonator has all this cool patterns on it. And there's like an elephant carved into the base of the neck, and all mm. these, all this cool stuff. And I'm like, why don't people do this anymore? Like, people should totally carve animals into the bottom of the neck. That's badass. <laughs> My total armchair assumption would be that. Banjo has kind of that everyman vibe. Yeah. So maybe just like that guy just kind of putting his feet up on the porch, plucking away like, I don't want it to look too fancy. I don't want my my buddies looking at me all like, I spruced up my banjo, but I think we got to bring up spruce, bring back spruce, ba- spruced up banjos. Say that five times fast. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was in the concert halls, like, people were learning how to play all these really hard classical pieces just on banjo and there's all these different eras there's a lot of amazing like female players they had a whole little section on that so it was it was awesome really cool stuff and my banjo was in there no it uh originally came from africa do you remember what it was called there no it's i haven't uh, done that much study well we could do Someday we can do an episode on that. I do have a whole book about it, so we could definitely do a banjo we do gotta tribute start doing episode. That music thing, indeed. Um, the, the reason I ask is, um, you know, like in in China, uh, two instruments is the guzheng and the oh my god, it's been too long. Hmm. Uh, gu- oh yeah, that's what it is. It's Gu Jung or the Gu Chin. 
And the guzheng is basically that like many stringed harp. So it's just like, it's kind of basically a harp, but it's laid down and it has its own particular sound. So it is like a distinctly Chinese instrument. And then the guqin is like much more reduced strings. I think it might only be four. And then that's kind of like, yeah, like a four string instrument that you lay on your lap and pluck and, you know, in a way that's almost like an old school bass, but you wouldn't call it a bass. So that's kind of, I was curious. But yeah, that's how, there's a ton of instruments. Like every culture kind of has all the instruments with a slightly different form. Like there is a fretless banjo that comes from like India that's really similar. So it's like this weird, you know, kind of banjo looking thing, but tune totally different fretless is weird for banjos just so yeah it's it's all over the place it's it's pretty interesting one of us should become rich if we can manage both of us but you should with your money just bring me bass like instruments from other places huh i'll just learn and i'll play on them it'll be fun to do indeed and we'll just do fakoshka songs on them on random yep yeah because I think Fakoshka is universal. Oh yeah, but all those—that's the thing. It's all accomplishing the same register. Yeah, a little different timbre. So, oh yeah, that timbre. Nobody mm-hmm. talks about him enough. Nope. They talk <laughs> about the tempo. They talk about the tone, but the timbre. <laughs> yep. It's the most important thing. Looking at you, Lars. I don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or not, but Lars's snare sound on Saint Anger, I've said before, it works as a one to two song experiment. I get what they were trying to do on Saint Anger. It's like, oh, you sound really angry, so the snare sounds like a trash can. Like you get to do that for one song. Yeah. But that whole album is just all the way through, uh, and that's that's bad timbre. That's a good really bad timbre. That's that's just grating. But it's no longer the lamest thing Metallica did. Nope. And they if, if you want to beat me on this, feel free to write us at fakoshka at gmail dot com. But that did I play you that Lou Reed Metallica album Lulu? Yeah, we listened to the, we listened to enough of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. so deliciously bad it's yeah. like what the fuck were they thinking what happened and unfortunately I came across it after Lou Reed passed away and I know he did that song Walk on the Wild Side I like that song a lot that's like an iconic bass line it's very simple but like uh-huh. the only other thing I heard from Lou Reed was that He's just a rambling old man. Indeed. It's just like, what's so fucking great about this? And I've had somebody explain it as he's he's kind of like an everyman, you know, that goes to the the street corners that people try to forget. Bleh, just like, shut up. You sound like Lou Reed. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. And it's just like, give me Tom Waits if I'm going to get that. Tom Waits is what I want. Yeah, indeed. I don't, yeah, Lou, Lou Reed, yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. So if I'm wrong, or there's a song we need to check out. Write us. But uh, anyway, we kind of went down a musical tangent. And I was going to get into a politics thing a little bit, but we might as well finish up music, I guess. Okay. Um, Bunny Whaler, reggae legend and Whaler's co-founder, died at 73. That was on March 2nd. And he's Dang. the last surviving member of the Whalers. Damn. Yeah. In the era. Big time. Yeah, I'll admit I didn't know about him very much. You know, Bob Marley kind of, Bob Marley and Peter Tosh both kind of suck up all that attention. Mm hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's just an incredible guy. I was doing a little bit of research into that. And, uh, yeah, he's just basically a godfather of reggae. Godfather Indeed. of an entire genre. So I'm excited to dive into some of the stuff he did on the side outside of Bob Marley and the Whalers. Yeah. And just learn more about him. But yeah, shout out to him and rest in peace. Indeed. Any other music news kind of on, on your mind? Any new releases? stuff going on with that i'll see a project i've been working with called beatnik i don't remember if i've mentioned it already but uh, the ep is gonna drop the first of next month i think it's already you can go like kind of pre-save it and stuff you go look up mm -hmm. beatnik find us on the social media pre-save on spotify <laughs> yeah you can do it on itunes and pandora yeah and i not i it, they were like on Bandcamp. I don't know if you can like listen to them yet or not, or if you can just listen to them. You can't download them yet, and that's gonna they're gonna drop. Mm. But yeah, so you can go check that project out. It's some funky goodness, kind of like Steely Dan vibes. It's been really cool. fun. I helped I helped do some horn arrangements on it. Never done that before, and that was cool. Is this a Cash Valley guy, or did you? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So. You're just such a busy guy, man. Sometimes some of the projects fall through the cracks for me. It's yeah. not that yeah, nothing personal. <laughs> oh, I know. This is a new one. This is like the first thing that's happened with it. So Okay. Since but, I've uh, been with it. Okay. I would say that as a musician, go if you can, as a listener or a fan, go to their band camp first and just throw them a little bit of money. You know, it's mm. like the price of a coffee or something, and you just goes to their PayPal, all that. I I do hear, I need to hear more, but I do hear the band camps thinking about pressing vinyls soon, which I yeah. just think would be fantastic, because I'm definitely the type to, I want my sweet vinyl collection, and then just streaming. I don't yeah. want CDs, I don't want cassettes. Some people were into that, and that's cool, but... Uh, yeah, so if there's a band, especially like a local band or anything, go to Bandcamp and see if they got something set up there. Because they, they have their merch tab um, with Gammapod. We've looked into that, but haven't even started that yet. But uh, we released our two... Well, okay. We released our first EP 
released our second EP in which we learned what mastering is. So then we finally mastered our first EP and put that back up. And just we were getting a lot of love from people and they were purchasing them. And I was like, holy shit, people will buy music still? It's a miracle. And it was just like, yeah, I think if you give them the opportunity. So, yeah, if you support Kellen or uh, Beatnik or any other local musicians, see if they got a band camp and just throw them a little something, something. And even Spotify has a PayPal tab now. So if you just like the band, send them some stuff if they have that tab up. For real. Because people definitely need it at the moment. I think stuff's going to start coming back, hopefully, about summer or fall. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. In the meantime. Support your musician friends or the artists you, you like. And they'll put out more for you. Indeed. We'll do it. You had another single come out too, didn't you? Yeah, I couldn't remember if I already plugged that one. But yeah, the Highline Drifters. I think you were saying it was coming coming out, but it's 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 out now. That did drop, yeah. White White Pine Lonesome Blues by the Highline Drifters is is out on Spotify and and uh Bandcamp. (laughs) All the places. So so yeah, you know where to go first. You know where to go second. Um, is Highland Drifters? Is Highland Drifters? Is that bluegrass? Uh, kind of a mixture. It's a, yeah, it's, it? it's a little bit of a mix mixture band. I would say like bluegrass folk world. Um, like I don't know. It's so hard because mm. we got the drummer, which takes it out of bluegrass immediately a little bit and then we do we have yeah. some just straight up like reggae songs we have one that's uh you know our singer spent some time in kenya and stuff and wrote has a song about that that has that kind of vibe uh kind okay. of sounds like a graceland <laughs> reminds me of that uh that's old. a great album so yeah just you know just a few different grooves where our that's main paul goal... simon's graceland for those that don't know yeah. our young listeners the little wee ones yeah that's yeah. so just we just try to get people up and moving and have a good time and yeah all, all our albums like this album is all originals i think the next one's gonna be all originals and we have some fun covers we do live and i don't know it's a it's a pretty fun band cool uh yeah and um i guess just uh supporting some buddies that i know that are up to some stuff uh i know that my good Friends in Woodbelly are traveling somewhere to do a little bit of recording, but Ooh. I don't know how much more info they want out about that. And maybe they'll slap me around if they hear this, but this is a test to see if you guys actually listen to this podcast. So, yeah, you let me know. <laughs> and now we'll catch on with the Woodbelly fan club. They'll start listening to us for more hot Woodbelly tips. They're going to start talking to them like, have you heard the Jacob Wayne show? They're like, what? <laughs> They're leaking our secrets. Motherfucker. Just let the Highline Drifters open for you. Yeah. Nah, and, and yeah, if you haven't heard Woodbelly, check them out. They're a great bluegrass band. Yeah. Just, they've been cool guys. Uh, I've only known a couple of them, and I'm not even saying their names because I, I, I don't know how much they want to be chatted about, but they're a good band, so check them out. Yeah, I met them randomly, and they're way cool dudes. Mm-hmm. So... 
So that that, that kind of wrap up music a little bit for you. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Um, I did a little bit of movie stuff, but I'm just going to save it for another episode. It wasn't anything substantial to really go over. I'm revisiting mm-hmm. some of Billy Madison's earlier movies. I think I might have already mentioned that. So I've been going real slow on it. So once nice. I actually have more thoughts developed about it, we can get into it. But one thing I did want to touch on, um, I was doing my usual news scrolling. Uh-huh. And uh, with the uh, today, the uh, Democrats passed the 1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief plan. And the reason mm-hmm. I say the Democrats passed is because they're the only ones that voted for it. It was completely right down party lines. And so I guess the thing I wanted to point out is that I was on various sites and, you know, that's just a news report. I'm not really reading comments on those sites, but you get into Reddit to kind of see what the people are saying. And you can only take that with a grain of salt because it's people talking on social media. Yeah. But I do find Reddit to be a little more calm than Facebook or especially Twitter. And what I kept seeing is that just it's this constant both sides are just as corrupt. Both parties, they're just both just as bad. They're just yep. rich people trying to take advantage. And all I want to say is that they passed this COVID relief plan for poor motherfuckers like me and probably a lot of you. You'll get that $1,400 now. Mm-hmm. And some of that money is going to go back into your communities and go to your companies. Is it a perfect bill? Absolutely not. Um, a bunch of things that people wanted, like the $15 minimum wage and other things like that, got shot down. But guess who it got shot down by? Eight Democrats didn't want to go on the $15 minimum wage. So yep. there are Democrats that are fucking you. They're corporate neoliberal Democrats that get bankrolled because they basically have to be bankrolled to compete with Republicans that are getting bankrolled. But if you try to say that both parties are the same, one party that has a big tent, meaning it represents a bunch of different subgroups and groups of people, and then one that's basically white guys, Really put it bluntly, dumb people, yeah, is a small tent. So you're gonna have about eight people that are a little more conservative, which I would think, as a conservative person, you would want in a party is multiple ideas that will even embrace a slightly conservative take. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to do the fifteen dollars minimum wage, so then it just comes across like, see, Democrats didn't do anything. And all that's all I want to point out is, like, an overwhelming majority of Democrats are trying to pass things that help the little guy. But yeah. it's corporate Democrats that are fucking it. So keep- If you don't want that, vote for progressive Democrats and Democrats that are behind basically blue-collar workers and unions and shit. And you might not be 100% all behind all that stuff, 
But I would say try to do the same thing in the Republican Party. Try to find people that are willing to compromise because we do need a loyal opposition in this country. If you just want to look at California as a state, you can't have a state that's ran basically by one party. Another example of that is Texas or Utah. Basically, these states that go to one party so hard basically create a situation where that party can get away with whatever they want. And at the end of the day, if you put people in power and don't check them, because they do need to be checked, uh, essentially, yeah, you're going to get fucked up legislation. So I just want to say that, yeah, something got passed today that you're going to actually benefit from. Because I imagine there's probably not a lot of rich people listening to this podcast. Nope. And it was Democrats that did it. And once again, it is not perfect. Hold their feet to the fire. It's not like they're amazing or incredible. It's just like, oh, they actually passed something that might benefit me. Good. Keep doing that. It's basically like if Trump, when he was in power, if he did something good, you got to give him support for that. You got to reinforce good behavior. It's never good boy. I think his prison reform stuff was okay from what I understand. Yeah, I still don't think he did it, though. I'll bet somebody else did it. He just signed it. Probably not. So, yeah. But so, yeah, like in this podcast, in the spirit of, you know trying to bring stuff together as best you can. You know, like, yeah, all right. So reinforce that whenever you see it. Instead of what aboutism with, yeah, well, your party did that, so I guess my party gets to get away with that shit. Like, no, like, Andrew Cuomo, I guess, in New York's kind of a creep. He should resign. Yep. Trump's should have resigned. Anybody being yeah. a creep in politics should resign. Yeah, that's not uh, what about. It's, yeah, everything, all of it. And so in that case, yes, both parties are the same. In terms of legislation and the things they actually get done for you, they're absolutely not the same. Yeah. What are your thoughts on all that? I know it was a bit of a rant, but I had to kind of get that out. No, I agree with you. If, if you... We just need to keep keep holding them to what we want. We have to keep voting for people like AOC. Even if you think her ideas are too far, she like we need that. We need to pull them harder <laughs> towards the center. We gotta Yeah. Well go for like a Ron Paul. Not yeah. Rand Paul. Rand Paul can go fuck himself, but go for a Ron Paul type. Yeah. Or uh Gary Johnson, or uh, I'm trying to think of the other guy. He ran as his vice presidential candidate. I think he might be the governor of New Mexico. We can look that up. Hmm. Um, but there are people that are conservative that have the country's best interests in mind and are willing to work with Democrats. Yeah. And that is definitely what we need. Is we have to, It's like, all right, there's shit we need to figure out for real and i don't know people need to also just keep doing research and critical thinking and looking at stuff this whole mm. like this whole dr seuss thing is driving me ape shit so 
please like learn how to read and comprehend things as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, the left is canceling everything. They're canceling Dr. Seuss. It's like, no, that was that was Dr. Seuss canceled their own books. That's not they did it. Yeah, the person for a good that reason. kept breaking this thing that they agreed to in their contract got fired and they found a job somewhere else. They didn't get murdered or ostracized. Yeah. They got fired from a job. And they probably found work immediately after because of how divided this country is. And you can say, like, free (laughs) speech means you can say stuff. And that's the whole thing. And I haven't heard anybody's not, like, no one's going after free speech. They're saying that people are just having consequences. That's different. So that's it's fine <laughs> and don't get me wrong we we could get into this some other episode about the lameness of woke hollywood yeah because that is a thing and it is lame but yep. there's varying degrees and it, yeah it's not this terrifying thing that's coming for everybody it's just yeah, uh, there's it's, parts it's a that little are too nuanced to like. Yeah, exactly. Get in on this episode, but like, yeah, there's parts that make sense, and there's things that are too far, and unfortunately, we just have to deal with each one as it comes along. <laughs> well, and I think sometimes those decisions are made in a disingenuous way. It's yeah. Like, ah, yes, this will please the people on Twitter, and they're not thinking about the is this actually helping improve understanding and being empathetic with other groups and seeing things from a perspective that's not your own, you know, so on and so forth. But yeah, I'll end this convo with a quote that I came across that I really like uh, from Frank Herbert. He's the author of Dune, which, uh, Hmm. which is a, there's a movie adaptation coming out a little few months from now. I think it might be end of the year or something, but it's like a classic novel. It's influenced so much. But why I'm reading the quote is another kind of thing that gets said a lot, which is like power corrupts. the, The powerful are corrupted. And those who seek absolute power are corrupted absolutely. And that's paraphrasing it. I've uh-huh. always liked that quote a bit, but I always thought it was like, it wasn't good enough. It's like a thing that the punk says to you at the coffee shop. And you're like, yeah, man. But it's just, once again, I feel like it's missing nuance. So when I came across this quote, it added a, another layer said all mm-hmm. governments suffer a reoccurring problem power attracts pathological personalities it is not that power corrupts but that it is magnetic to the corruptible ooh and i think that's important to remember it's there are good people in government and good people that are rich and good people that are in powerful positions yep but unfortunately power is very corrupting and people that are corruptible are willing to do the fucked up shit in life that most of us good people aren't are drawn to power. 
Yep. They don't go disappear up in the mountains to not interact with us. They're like, ooh, it's a perfect place for me to be corrupted. Indeed. They go right to the center of it. So, yep, get up top. So keep that in mind. I think it's a little too fashionable to just say, yep, every politician in Washington, they're just full of shit. Yep, well, it's really I annoying. You have to embrace that, no. A lot of Americans are full of shit, and a lot of our politicians are full of shit, and a lot of our media is full of shit, but there's good people in media, there's good people in government, and there's good people. Just remember that you never see your, like, I don't ever see my really eloquent, smart friends, like, like, just, they're not on social media that much and commenting, like, on all that, all that stuff like the most people just avoid it they don't even get on it so you, all the crazy stuff you read is is usually a sampling of the loud minority and the squeaky usually... wheel gets the grease exactly and that is the thing i think about is when i'm reading these comments i'm like what the fuck and you like almost think about saying something like Oh, I don't want to. Resp- I don't want to actually say anything to this and look like a loon. I don't. I don't want to get in. This <laughs> and then you're like, oh, there's probably a bunch of people doing that. They're just yeah. like, what a fucking ass! And then they start typing something, and then eh. yeah, delete it's it. It's not worth move my on. time. Exactly. It's like I don't want to get in the shit to sling it. <laughs> yeah, and that's all I will say. If you annoy me even slightly on social media, I will block you. Oh yeah, people be dropping. Like, doesn't mean we're not friends. Just means like I have one friend that like posts memes too much. Like it's a constant, like all day on Facebook, and they're like kind of mean and negative, or like mm-hmm. you know, kind of calling out one group of people over another, like all the time. And it just, I scroll and I like this person a lot, but I'm like, fuck, this is depressing. Yeah, and I've I've been guilty of that. When Trump first won, I just posted meme after meme of just mocking him and insulting him, and I just I didn't know what else to do really because I felt a little powerless. But well, there was, was also like, oh, Mark- I'm just a, I'm just annoying people. Like I'm just <laughs> that's all I'm doing is just. Nee, 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 nee. To be fair, there was actually material. I haven't seen one meme eh, about Biden. Like, like it's just like eh. Yeah, I've seen nice them. Try. They're just kind of. Oh no, I've seen a bunch of them. Just not one of them has actually had anything <laughs> behind it. It's just like, now nah, you yeah. guys are just sad. <laughs> I'll tell you who's makes fun of Joe Biden the best right now, because it is just embracing kind of how old and detached he is. Old Kyle. But yeah, Kyle Dudigan. Yep, <laughs> he's awesome. His Joe Biden is hilarious. Indeed, and it's innocent. Just like, eh, just kind of taking the piss on this guy. Which, yeah. We never I'm not saw calling that. him a, a giant fascist and assuming that that's a joke. Like, haha, isn't that funny? <laughs> like, no. It's kind of aggressive. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway. Indeed. So, we said this was going to be a shorter one, but hey, look at that. It rolls along. Yeah, let's uh, 
Let's hit the main ones. Do the philosophy one. Okay. You ready for that one right now? Uh, yeah, let's do some think deeps. Think deeps. Preposterous. I dare say. Do tell. Think deeps. Okay. You're okay. This one's this one's the deepest one so far, probably. Ooh. Are you ready for this? Yep. Just closing some windows. Are people free to sell themselves into slavery? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's a stupid thing. <laughs> it's a stupid thing for them to do. Like, why the fuck would you do that? But, you know, there's indentured servitude. Sometimes people would sell themselves into slavery to get to the new world and they would have an opportunity to pay the debt and get out of it. But you know what it kind of reminds me of is like people that join the military because they yeah. need the money. It's a job, man, you know, mm -hmm. and I didn't, there wasn't a lot of options for work in my hometown. It's like, well, you you wanted to kill people then? Or like, you, like I'd rather fucking mop the floor at a local grocery store and eke by before having a guy putting me on the ground, bossing me around, you know, shipping me to the other side of the world to kill somebody I don't know. Yeah. That being said, those of you in the army who do it for the righteous purposes, thank you for your service. But there are asshole soldiers. Yeah. Who just want to get over there and cause a ruckus and be a piece of shit. And there's something about somebody who would just who would willingly sell themselves into slavery. You just, you know, yeah, well, you're a dipshit. Yeah. It's, and uh, if you were forced into selling yourself into slavery, then you didn't sell yourself into slavery. You were forced into slavery, and that's fucked up. And the person who forced you is a piece of shit. Yep. So one of you is a piece of shit. There's definitely some shit going on anytime slavery's around. That's just that's how it goes. Yeah. And, and you know what? Yeah, like, if you sell yourself into slavery, you're a piece of shit as well as the person who's willing to buy you as a slave. Yeah. It's all it's all shitty. But if they force you in, then just that person's a piece of shit. It is just an interesting definition of complete freedom, I guess, is what the whole the question was trying to get at. <laughs> sure. And I and well, hey, okay, here's a fun one. My BDSM slave. It's like you are my hmm. my slave. And I'm, yeah, that's basically would be if you're selling your slavery, you're as prostitution, essentially. And yeah. if that's the case, I don't think you're a piece of shit. That's your kink. And if you're doing it and you're both consenting adults, if this person wants to pay you money for you to be a BDSM slave for them on the weekends, more power to you. Get that money. I do have some questions, like what was your childhood like? And is there any substances that you're doing regularly that maybe 
made you lean into this decision and perhaps not the best mindset. But there's plenty of people that are into all that stuff and they're like, no, yeah, BDSM slave play. It's what I'm into. It gets me off. It's like, okay, whatever. There's there's a thing I can't remember. I don't know if they call it pay play, but there's like dudes and it's usually dudes as, as far as I understand who and I shouldn't use dudes. Dudes is another gender neutral term that applies to everybody. There's men yeah. who, who pay women to uh, just spend their money. Huh. Like you have access to my account and basically you using it and me seeing the money leaving in such large sums gets me off. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> it's like, all right. Like, because it's like, you can't really argue with people's kinks as long as people are consenting and nobody's getting hurt. Really? It's like, yeah. all right. You can't, get hurt. you can't get hurt from a Jacob Wayne. No, that's just one of the most gentle, warm, and pleasing kinks <laughs> that are that there are. Yeah. So, yeah, it that is the thing, and that's why I think we have farts in the song for this. <laughs> is because some of these like existential philosophical questions, like, can you? It's like, well, yeah, you're just, but. You're an ass, this is, this maybe. is dumb. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of you know look through them as I, as I'm waiting for, for the uh, number to pop out. You know which one we're gonna do, and then some of the yeah. other ones we'll get to. I might, I might we not we not get to them. I might skip them. Some of these are just too stupid. But yeah. all right, all right. Um, let's uh skip Dear Jacob Wayne. Go right into weirdness. Okay. Unless you had a great Dear Jacob Wayne. No, it was it was uh, it was t- slim pickings this week. So why don't you go ahead and send us one in, fair listener? What does your yeah. heart desire? Give you advice about anything. It actually is a good one, but it's a really short letter. It was just going to get you talking about a good thing. So we will save it for another time when we have one. Okay, time. good, good. So this weird news comes from you. Okay, we're gonna do this one. I don't think we talked about this one. Russia's stray dogs with bright colored fur. Yeah, man, I was excited to talk about it. Um, yeah, hit me with some of the details because I want the details to kind of like map this out a bit. All right. First, there were bright blue stray dogs, then bright green ones. Russia is trying to solve the mystery of these dogs, which appeared in industrial areas hundreds of miles apart. Seven dogs with blue fur were found roaming near a derelict glass factory in Dzerzhinsk, an industrial city near Nizhny Novgorod. East of Moscow. Yeah. The things. So maybe they thought they had rolled into the dye at the the plant. And sure. there was there was Prussian blue dye in their fur. Okay. And then 
uh, in P Podolsk, an another industrial town south of Moscow. Uh, they they. Oh, so that might have been a copycat. So they got all painted green. No. And they think it might have been a copycat thing from the blue ones. Like somebody did it on purpose because everybody was all freaking out about the blue doggies. Oh, that's, that's kind of too bad. Well, I guess it's good news. Yeah. But I was, was kind of hoping like, oh, is this like some crazy Chernobyl shit? Like they're going to make the X-Men dog team <laughs> like altering <laughs> their genes. I was like, oh my God, like just, and I was going to be fascinated, but cause I mean, when you think about it with nature, there's like those bioluminescent jellyfish. Yeah. And then they can take those cells and put them into trees and make bioluminescent trees. That's like crazy. nature is fucky. Oh, and then, yeah, like all the nuclear malformed, like two headed snakes and, like, I would love to, if anybody who listens that feels like they could go into this and explain it to the layman, I would love to know, like, what it is about cells and what mutates them in such a way. And then is it, is it getting in there to, like, the code of the DNA and just, oops, like, bump, bumping some letters around? And then it's like, eh, blue fur now. <sighs> yeah you know like what the <laughs> fuck like how's that because that shit's just fascinating i'm not a creationist i think evolution has been proven it's all around but but it is like a wonky bastard it's interesting yeah it's very intense it's, so well and another angle is like cancer right it's like basically your cells getting old and then some kind of chemical or environmental thing and it's like radio waves and light waves are just different sources of light just smacking up against your cells and fucking with it. And it might make a cancerous cell. It might morph your baby into a two-headed snake. Like, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. So that's what I was excited about. I wanted nuclear <laughs> blue dogs. But like, all right. They it's kind of like the, the clowns in the wood thing. One guy did it, and then it goes viral. And... Now everybody's doing it. Yeah. Everybody's painting dogs. Well, good for them. I'll, actually, not good for them. Fuck that. There's a fad of like putting rainbow dye all over your dog here in the U.S. And I just huh. I think that's lame. I don't know if uh, it might argument against it goes way down if it truly has like dye that doesn't hurt the dog and you're just scrubbing up the dog like skoosh, 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 and they're just happy and it doesn't burn or do anything like that. Yeah. But if you're like putting bleach on your dog to like make them blonde and then you put all this color in it like fuck you. Let the dog be a dog. Yeah. I, I, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I wanted X-Men dogs. Yeah. Two, A couple three, more years. 
Hopefully. That's going to make my later years way interesting. With that 5G marinate, I'm sure it'll turn shit blue. Fuck yeah. Oh, is that a political joke? Hey. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. I'm, 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 I'm lost. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that let's wrap it up right there. That sounds good. Finish on the on the blue doggos. You can get your own blue doggo, custom yeah. made. But send Write in me and... at <laughs> bakushka at gmail dot com. Pugs only. Or schnoodles. Yeah. New weird breeds. Schnogberries. You had a St. Bernard yet? No. It's kind of like well, giant pugs. Maybe I did have one. I've actually done quite a few now. Yeah? It's kind of hard to keep track, which I guess is a good thing. I've got one. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. All right, you have a Con good one. live forever. Indeed. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Right. See ya. Thank you for listening to The Jacob Wayne Show. If you would like to contact us, please write us at fakoshka at gmail.com. That is F-A-K-O-S-H-K-A at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Simply search The Jacob Wayne Show and it should pop right up. Make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Please write us. It helps add content to the show and makes the show even better for you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in.